0: Oh, hi. If you're already a patron or you fancy being a patron, head over to patreon.com forward slash dating my mates. This week you will get 34 extra minutes of chat with me and my guest where we get all political and we talk about our views on vaccinations and I also, of course, ask my guests the usual Patreon questions and there's some very, very funny answers. So if you fancy an extra mini episode each week and access to all previous extra mini episodes, get your bum to patreon.com forward slash dating my mates. All right, then let's crack on, shall we? Like, normally with my mates, I'm just like, this is my mate. But with you, I've got to do like a little intro. So let me just, I'm just going to read your Instagram page. Basically.
1: Am, am I not just your mate bringing me on as somebody who's not a mate?
0: Oh, hi. Welcome to Dating My Mates, the podcast with me, Katrina E. Lawrence, a podcast where I fire my arsenal of questions usually reserved for poor, unwitting dates, at one of my mates. And this week, I've got resilience coach, highly sensitive person, ambassador for NACOA and my chum, Josh. Hi, Josh. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) I was going to say Josh Connolly, but it didn't sound right, even though that's your full name, because you're just Josh.
1: Yeah, call me what you like. Call me Mr Connolly, if you want, if you...
0: Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm all right. I was just saying, I've I don't feel like I've ever felt so out of depth doing a podcast. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I'm excited.
0: Good. Uh, slightly intimidated, nervous. What is it?
1: Um, well, for a start, I've never like I, I, I've never really been on dates. Yeah, you just had Which, loads of kids. I just started having kids at 18. <laughs> no, I, I did a bit of dating when I got sober. Hmm. But when I was a young drunk, I didn't really date. I just went out like getting steaming and
0: Yeah, I was the same, you just kind of fall in bed to people and fall in love straight away, don't you?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. What happens is you what I used to do was that, right? Yeah. So you you yeah. yeah, fall in bed with them and then um wake up the next morning scope Mm. out whatever accommodation we find ourselves in and if it was theirs
0: yeah
1: if it was suitable
0: yeah
1: just live there i I think i'm in love yeah yeah so so that was yeah kind of how the game worked
0: is your house nicer than mine if so we're dating
1: yeah and at the time i almost never had a house when i was doing it so so the fact that they had a house was was pretty a pretty good start
0: I see the resilience coming in already.
1: (laughs) Very nice. One of the things I teach in resilience is to make sure that you have people around you that can help and support you. Right? There you
0: go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Josh, what has been the highlight and low light of your day thus far? I know we haven't had much of a day yet, being the morning, but you do get up at two thirty in the morning.
1: Yeah, I get up at five. So. The highlight. I have a. I, I do a cold plunge every morning. Yep. So the so the highlight was was that. Yeah. And then the low light, I, I, which we we've just talked about. Um, I I have to make loads of ice for my cold plunge, and I spilt. Like I make these big blocks of ice in the. By the places. way, I
0: said, how do you do that? With all sincerity, forgetting how you make ice. I meant yeah. the molds, but yeah. Did
1: you know, by the way? Mm-hmm. Um if you use warm water it's quicker yeah always do it in my ice trays yeah not with bigger ones though did you know that?
0: no because i've never made a huge block of ice my ice eyes <laughs> well, at anyway. five in the morning
1: yeah so it was about 25 past i was supposed to be on here at half past and i overfilled the cake molds that i used to make big blocks of ice
0: which made josh three minutes late
1: <laughs> yeah uh, because i was mopping up water in the fridge the freezer so, so well, hi- high light and low light—it was all based very, around ice.
0: Yeah, lovely. I mean, most of mine are so. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's fair. because you're so cool. Ah, careful. Here we go, guys. Th- yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting edited out.
0: <laughs> no, that is staying in. That all is right. staying in. Um, so, Josh, tell me, what do you look for in someone?
1: What do I look for in someone, well, like probably the the, the over codependent in me look just looks for somebody that's gonna love me and care for me, yeah, wholeheartedly, yeah. regardless of how I show up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Oh, <laughs> <I'll>, physically?
0: <laughs> no, both, both, both.
1: Physically, what do I look for? Um, I'm an ass guy. Okay. So yeah, it's got to be bigger. Than than,
0: oh right <laughs> <laughs> bigger than a cantaloupe melon yeah bigger than a tortoise
1: depends what sort of tortoise
0: well those really old turtles
1: that do you mean, around for... do yeah but do you mean the tortoise is each cheek or do you mean
0: no i mean if you were looking if you were to put a tortoise on his tippy toes and uh so then he's on his side and you see the uh protuberance his shell
1: would be if a woman
0: was standing and she had her boobs on one side and am i describing this very well
1: i've never i've never looked at a woman and thought oh look at the turtle shell on that as
0: if come (laughs) on (laughs) (laughs) yeah right
1: uh so yeah there's that and then i go and then and then and then dark hair
0: dark hair so that's your common theme have all of your girlfriends been dark
1: haired uh probably not no
0: i had this with an ex I, I was like oh what like what would you say your type is he's like oh, i don't i don't have a type i was like you don't have a type it's like no 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 don't have a type all of his girlfriends looked exactly the same long dark hair <laughs> Really, really slim, very particular way of dressing. And he was like, no, 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 I don't really have a title. I was like, you fucking do.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I feel like, you know, it's hard for me to give an answer that's not just, like, deep. Just do deep. Go deep, Josh. I I normally go on, on, like, feeling.
0: Yeah, I get that. Aura. Because it is, because you could have two people who... Say you are on an app and you think, "Oh yeah, fit," but it's not until you meet someone in person, and then you get that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then there's like, there's a difference between like fit and then what you would want to be with. Down
0: with yeah, yeah, hot or beautiful.
1: Yeah. Mm, Yeah. They're similar, (laughs) but I think the difference is in probably in the way they act yeah not always not always okay. you can tell from a picture
0: <laughs> cool <laughs> i've got right i've got an issue so i'm about to do some shadow work have you ever done shadow work
1: before i am very fond of shadow work i yeah. thought you
0: might fucking be so i've got um, my sister gave me her login for
1: probably an- probably don't want to say a surname if she's paid for it and given it and she's given you the login
0: uh, his name was Nathan Follow <laughs> That's the drummer from the Kings of Leon. Um So, yeah, so I went on. So, I'm going to watch that tonight. It's like a two hour workshop because I've got a thing. I attract addicts. I'm not talking about in real life, I'm talking about, well, it is real life, but on Tinder or a dating app. I always go for people that in time reveal themselves to be addicts. Mm. And the only thing I could put it down to was I really like a certain kind of style or a couple of different kind of styles on people, mm. and that often is people that are creative
1: mm. so
0: I didn't know whether it was something to do with that but literally like um I was talking to someone at the end of last year and then he just completely flipped, had like a proper like mental breakdown bless him, and it was because he was using drugs and alcohol and he'd had a history with them and then. The last guy I was talking to um, turned out, he like called me 10 minutes into the conversation. He's in recovery, but he relapsed two months ago. And I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But it's not, I'm not, it's not, I'm going into a situation and I'm feeling it out and then I'm falling into it. I'm like, I'm just fucking liking the look of people on Tinder.
1: Yeah, no, there's subconscious shit going on there.
0: There is, isn't there?
1: Are you, you're You're like a hero child, probably, right? Yeah were you like, um, how many of you, when you, you were basically an only child for a lot of your younger years. Didn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you tend in any, are we going here? Yeah, we're going here in okay. any level of dysfunction and dysfunction being the norm. Yeah. You tend to take on a role within the family. And if your role within the family was ultimately like the caregiver,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the one who made sure everybody was all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you'll have a tendency to go on to play that out within your loving relationships when you're older.
0: And I know this, but what I don't understand is how it's the bit before we get to the addicts bit. It's the bit before I find out because I'm just literally thinking someone's fit. We have the same sense of humor and then it comes out and I'm like, eh?
1: Yeah, but it's still subconsciously yeah. your, your brain would have formed and, and,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. and like would have formed to look and sense that right because because obviously we're we're like highly intuitive beings aren't we but yeah yeah yeah. we're as kids we're taught not to be intuitive because adults don't like kids mm-hmm. that are intuitive because it exposes them right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they bash it out of you don't be mm-hmm. silly there's there's nothing wrong you'll stop mm-hmm. right you whatever your feeling is wrong mm-hmm. when it's always nearly right when you're a kid mm-hmm. so you, your brain would have developed to to seek out the people mm. that would have ultimately met the need that you had when you was younger, which is finding your place in the world by being the one that
0: Yeah. See, Yeah, I just thought it was people with long hair. <laughs> uh,
1: there's probably a bit of that in it as well, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Did Ooh. your dad have long hair? Yeah. Not to go Sigmund Freud yeah. on you, but yeah.
0: And I have a real issue with that. Cause for ages, I hated people with long hair. And then I was like... <gasps> Oh and I love people with long hair. I wanna I want to date my dead father. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you look for someone with a nice bottom.
1: <laughs> Big turtle bum and that makes me feel good.
0: Perfect. And an auburn mop. Auburn, yeah. Sweet. Um so what's your biggest turnoff in a potential mate, Josh?
1: i oh, if they if they are like um Overly social and love a good drink. Yeah. I don't want to go out around people. I'm cool (laughs) just staying in. I don't really like... Not that you're an
0: alcoholic in recovery, just can't be asked to be around people.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't really mind being around... Like, it doesn't matter if they're drunk or sober. People always... It's true. People always say to me, like... um, People always say to me, like, is it... You know, do you find it hard to be around people when they're drunk mm. now? And I think, mm. no, I just find it hard to be around people.
0: See, I find yes, I concur, but also uh they're just fucking annoying now.
1: People what, who drunk are drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are sober people, though, are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And they when it they, when, when but like when they're in groups, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's might might be different with women, but I know with men, it is when they're in groups. When you sort of wake up to yourself a little bit and realize how much you posture when you're around other people, then you just yeah. notice it when you're around other like you notice how everyone else does it, and
0: then it feels gross because
1: you're all just full of shit. Yeah. So like when blokes get together, they're all just just like lying through their teeth and they don't even know it. Myself, by the way, right? I, I'm not judging because when I'm in the group, you I, do it too. My, yeah. I do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, go slightly yeah. cockney and talk about beating <laughs> people up and all that sort of stuff if if I feel like I need to. But but it just doesn't feel good anymore.
0: Yeah. By the way, beating people up is not still one of Josh's pastimes, just to, <laughs> just to let everyone know. Yeah. I'm a resilience coach and I have a very particular way of teaching people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, look, I've always said, you put me in a room of criminals and I'll act like a criminal, put me in a room full of vicars and I'll act all spiritual because I just want to be part of it. So, and I think everyone's like that really especially men, especially men, because most men are not really what men are supposed to be like. So when we're around other men, we do what we think we're supposed to be like rather than just be ourselves.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So your biggest turn off on a potential mate is a human being.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it's a human (laughs) being who like, who who wants to be around other human beings a lot. Yeah. So, so like a massive social life. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't
1: want you to have a massive social life. <laughs> I'll, I'll you want, just to want you stay to stay
0: here and love me?
1: To stay here and love me, but also <laughs> give me plenty of space. Like I need to be on my own a lot. So so can they go out and life. do
0: the socialising part when you want time alone?
1: Shit, yeah, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Maybe <laughs> I need somebody who has a massive social life. So yeah. that when I do that, I can just chill.
0: And then also, yeah, you've got shit to talk about afterwards.
1: No, because I would be I, like, it would bore me.
0: would it yeah but what if they were a raconteur and they just spun a tale like you'd never heard before and you just loved chatting to them and then they came back and they were like you'll never guess and then it was like a little mini play that they put on for you explaining their evening or would just be like turn around let me see the turtle
1: (laughs) 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 um to be honest with you, while you were talking, I was Zoned working down. out. what raconteur meant based on the context of what you were saying. And I got there. I mean, I, I, I sort of got there. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I need a social actress with a turtle bum that's a raconteur that's able to recreate scenes of their social life when they come back, having left me alone on my own to just...
0: I know, just a girl. I'll, I'll drop her an email for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome in advance. <laughs> um what is the worst dating scenario for you so if i was to suggest a first date and you just thought fuck me no thank you
1: somebody being getting steaming drunk yeah yeah steam so I, <laughs> when i was like really young like, when i was about 16 i mm. went out with this girl it wasn't a date i think <laughs> we probably just went over the field like she was or she was <laughs> at the field you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. Used to hang out classic people. yeah uh but Actually, no, it wasn't. We used to drink in a pub called Area Fifty One, <laughs> right? And we used it was this pub. It, this was it was like a local, you know, like one of them clubs. It wasn't. Yeah. Really, it was like a snooker club.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: we used to go in there on the way home from school and take our ties off and we'd get served in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So she was in there, and I met her in there, and I went back to uh, her house that night, mm. and she seemed lovely, and I back <laughs> to her house. And her mum was, like, sat... <laughs> she won't listen to this. I'm not saying her name anyway. anyway. Her mum was sat, like, in a dressing gown, looked, like, really not well, sure. smoking a bong made out of a Coke bottle. <laughs> and she sort of, like, rasped on it. And then between rasps, you know, like, when you smoke a bong, there's loads of smoke comes out. Yeah. Like, She's what, it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's rasped it as we've walked in and then gone, oh, oh hello, all right. <laughs> Who's this then? Like with all the smoke coming out of her mouth. So, I don't know why, that's the first time I've probably thought of that since it happened. Uh, so that so was is like that your best sen- or
0: worst dating
1: scenario? It was just the fact that my potential date happened to be my friend's mum, who was smoking a bong, but we had a lovely night, yeah. No. Uh, so that wasn't really a date, but, but I went from thinking this, work, this girl was like quality to finding all of her faults instantly, instantly. Right. This isn't gonna work.
0: Because i mum uh, was sat there smoking a was it Diet Coke or Coke? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh it was probably Diet Coke, was not it? She I'm sure she you know started, balance. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you get you always get a Coke Zero when you get a massive McDonald's, don't you? Alright do So yeah, that was one date. But it wasn't really a date. But yeah, if somebody was to get steaming now, steaming mm. drunk and I just had to watch them Yeah. Be drunk. Yeah, that would be that would be probably the worst.
0: Yeah, be horrendous. Mine's people getting shit faced or people forcing me to do activities.
1: (laughs) What what, like canoeing?
0: Uh yeah. Canoeing. Go-karting. That's like the extreme though. But yeah, I often talk about the fact that I cannot fucking stand shit like I don't know, I just don't want to be moving around. I don't want to be active. I don't want to be sweaty. I don't want to be failing again and again in front of you. That's not what gets me off. I want to succeed and be the person that you at least think I am for a couple more
1: minutes before what, that What illusion if I took your go kart in and then let you win?
0: No, because Josh, you don't understand. Like I would, I would have an accident. That sounds like I mean we myself. I'm I was not, just to I'm, say what. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> But no, like I remember when I went to—I uh, oh, think I've told this before. But I went to um, PGL. Did you ever have that school like PGL in Kingswood? You'd go away for a few days and stay in, like,
1: oh, I did it rounds of, yeah, yeah. And then we we were supposed to do it in year nine, but it got called off because of foot and mouth. Which oh, seems foot very tame. Ruined. It seems very tame now. Yeah, at the time it was a disaster
0: because we. Oh, I remember. Oh my god! Because I grew up in Ashbourne. And that's where Shrove Tide. Have you heard of Shrove Tide football? Have I told you about it?
1: Shrove Tide football.
0: Shrove Tide football. You would have fucking loved it in your youth. But basically, there's these millstones, which are like goalposts and they're like miles and miles apart from each other. And um, there's a ball that is painted by a chosen artist each year and the ball gets thrown up usually by prince charles in the surecroft car park (laughs) they've got these like little brick stairs that he stands on and throws the ball right and then depending on what side of the river you were born right you're an upward or you're a downward, and then that's your team for life and people train like all year round for it from ashbourne and then there's this massive piss up because there's like 100 pubs In Ashbourne, it's just pubs and butchers. So everyone's just, like, running around fields for two days. It's from, like, morning till 10 o'clock at night. And then whoever wins, wins.
1: What, and it's actual Prince Charles that chucks the in, yeah?
0: Yeah, he used to fucking love it, because apparently every town used to do it in the Middle Ages. And then it got banned everywhere because people kept dying. (laughs) Playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Ashbourne managed to keep it because they had, like, the Royal Seal of Approval or something. So, I wouldn't want to do that on a first date. I can't remember how we got there. <laughs> I was
1: just want to say, yeah. It's the, so, you wouldn't want to play that on a first date? Oh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play just that. because you first went day. to
0: PGL. Couldn't drive the thing. I, I, I hurt myself. I wet myself. Yeah, because they gave me these crutches that went above my head practically. And then I got told off for being late. And I was like, oh, well, sorry. I was busy
1: pissing my pants. So, what would you want to do on a first date? Not the cinema.
0: Fuck off. No, that's awful. I want to talk to someone. I just want to go to a bar.
1: Right, but you're not allowed to get drunk. Just go to a bar, mocktails.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't mind if they have a couple of beers, but yeah, massive red flag for me is if they start getting shit faced. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and I think I always used to, like a couple of years ago, if I went on a date with someone and I told them I didn't drink, they'd be like, Oh, I went don't worry, I like I won't have a drink then. And I'd almost force them to have a drink because I was thinking, I'm oh, God, I'm ruining their fun. And obviously, like their needs first and all this stuff whereas now if someone said oh right I'll just have a coke then then I'd be happy with that but I think there's also part of it where I think oh they're not gonna they're gonna be on edge they're not gonna think I'm as funny if they're completely sober
1: yeah (laughs) I remember when I first went when I first I did some dating when I when I was first sober yeah that was actual dating as I imagine dating is where you say let's go out yeah and then you go somewhere um but I don't really remember any of them (laughs) so
0: yeah dating in early recovery is interesting it's interesting yeah it's uh it's a fucking minefield and you don't To be
1: fair when I was doing it I was doing everything like proper strictly by the book yeah what do you mean which book um probably the big book yeah So I was like (laughs) I was like uh
0: being really humble (laughs) yeah I was
1: like I'm just dating you know I'm just just putting myself out there and seeing what's around and um no when I say doing it by the book I was probably just massively oversharing it's probably just saying because you gotta remember I got sober at 24 Mm -hmm. was divorced yeah sober alcoholic with four kids I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like much of a catch if I'm honest
0: Yeah. Do you feel like a catch now?
1: <laughs> what, now that I'm sober, married, with six kids, and an uncle yeah. who doesn't drink?
0: Yeah. Like, it, okay, so circumstances changed, which I hope they don't. What, like, if you were to dip your toe back into the dating pool again,
1: Yeah, do would we need you... to have the conversation about the fact that I've got no toes or not? Is that... Oh, shit, yeah. After <laughs> the dip your toe comment. Uh,
0: Josh has only got... How many... Is it? Wait, like have you got six... Six toes. Seven. Seven. Sorry, seven. Seven
1: and three bits.
0: Do you want to tell the story? Uh,
1: (laughs) I crushed my foot in a tail lift of a lorry. Uh, (laughs) That's a very short version. (laughs) What, do you want the version of what happened at hospital and all that sort of stuff?
0: You don't have to. can if you
1: want. Wow. I think it's quite a boring story, actually, in the end. I used to think it was riveting. I was Um, riveted when you told me well what happened was when i crushed it because they were like so they they were crushed and they were lacerated the big toe was lacerated all the way round down to the bone <sighs> so when i got to hospital i was in like agony and they um they basically did an x-ray and they just said look your big toe's broken that's all it just you you think it's a lot worse than what it is because of all the cuts and all that yeah when they put they took me off all the morphine put some pins in it like did an operation on it and then um, put me in on codeine for the night. Mm-hmm. And then so I was up all night. And then...
0: Why were you up all night, Josh?
1: Because of the pain.
0: Not because of all the coke? No. <laughs> Both. Co- combo.
1: <laughs> no, the what? The coke with the morphine? Or oh, did the coke come after? The coke with the morphine was when I did my jaw.
0: Uh, well, I thought you n- necked all the coke.
1: No, that was really? when I shattered my jaw.
0: Right, got you. Sorry, <laughs> I'm combining so my, two stories here.
1: My jaw is all metal, right? From, that was a different story. Um, but anyway, this basically... This is
0: why you can't deal with humans, because you're not one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. Um, but I went into a state of shock because I was in so much pain. Yeah. And I thought that there was like a Chinese um, nurse. Mm. And I kept saying to her, something's wrong with me. And she kept saying, like, no, wait, two more hours, two more hours yeah. for my next lot of cocoa tomorrow. Yeah. And by it got to about seven in the morning, and I I started tripping out thinking I was in, like, a concentration camp. I thought I'd been <laughs> – I, like, genuinely did, and I thought I need to escape. So I got out of the bed and went into the – and as I went into the toilet, which was next to my bed, mm. I caught the pins that were sticking out the end of my toe on the door. Gosh. Anyway, I started screaming and that, uh, and then they they came in and basically what had happened was, is my three my three toes were crushed so badly, they were like dust, but they had stayed in the shape on the X-ray, so that's why they thought there was nothing wrong with them. So they put me straight to sleep, and then um, they said when I woke up, they said, <laughs> uh, they said we we need to amputate your toes. This was on the Monday. Mm-hmm. They said um, we're going to do it on this Saturday, and I said. <laughs> I said, um, you can't do it Saturday. And they said, why? And I said, because it's Accrington away and I'm going to Blackpool for the weekend. And they were like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, You won't be able to go to Blackpool. What are you doing in Blackpool? And I was like, wow, like it's a weekend away with the lads.
0: Beating people and, up. Got places to
1: yeah, go exactly, people to
0: see.
1: So they were like, well, look, we're booking it in for Saturday. You need to have my potato. And I said, well, you can book it in, but I won't come. <laughs> uh, so what happened was, is... They moved the appointment and they said, look, you can't drink or anything like that because of the antibiotics yeah. and all the medication you're on. It'll send you crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, well, I'm wild game for being sent crazy when I'm in Blackpool. So yeah. obviously I Anyway, I drank all weekend and uh, they went gangrene. So they had to emergency. <laughs> anyway, so that's the toe story. But you were asking me if I was to dip my toe okay, back in. NHS. <laughs> <laughs> of course now i would just have to wait because yeah of the queues so that i'd never get booked in on the saturday
0: no you wouldn't
1: so would you feel inferior <laughs> What well, if i was to dip my toe in now would i yeah. feel inferior yeah. um or would you be excited or uh i would feel less inferior now because 10 years on me i realized that life's complicated for everyone
0: Mm.
1: and like i sort of think when you get to like i'm 34 nearly now
0: can i just say i've had i've thought josh was 39 for the past three years maybe four years now what just until now no every time i hear your age i'm like oh yeah do you remember you having a proper go at me because i was like you seem really old
1: yeah because you've always just said i'm really old yeah i don't know what what part of that was though go on um because uh, I always wore like a shirt and shoes and all that because I felt inferior in the corporate work that I was doing. Uh, That's my excuse anyway. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I feel like I look young. Strong uh,
0: David Brent vibes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so to, in answer to the question, no. Because I think when you get to, like, when you're at this age now, I think it's more accepted that a lot of people have had a couple of goes at life.
0: Yeah. Not everyone
1: gets it right the first time or or the fourth or fifth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same. Um, So what would your best dating scenario be?
1: Um, Best dating scenario would be in a, in a, in somewhere like in the middle of nowhere, miles away from any other humans.
0: What's it? they'll never find the body. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like that you've gone there. Uh, No, I just meant, you know, like the Teletubbies' house that's got grass on it. Do you know what I mean? The telet- Do you know what I mean by that?
0: Right. So you don't want them to be human. You want them to live where the Teletubbies live. Do you want today to date a Teletubby?
1: No, they can be human. They just got to have a Which turtle tel- backside.
0: Which Teletubby is the fittest?
1: Um, the yellow one.
0: Yeah. It's La isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the big purple one anyway.
0: Tinky Winky. No. It looks also- too much like
1: Barney. Reminds you of Barney.
0: Oh, yeah, that's not that's not pleasant, is it?
1: No. You wouldn't
0: want mem- thoughts of Barney the Dinosaur running through your mind whilst being mm. intimate with Tinky Winky. No, yeah, it or would Lala. be off-putting,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be off-putting. Yeah. So well, Glad you
0: didn't say Poe, because that screams underage girls to me.
1: Is Poe the little one then? Poe's the it, little it. red one? Yeah, the little one.
0: Yeah, the little red yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, Lala. So a date with Lala at the of his house. So do you want wilderness? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because the Teletubby's house has got grass on top of it.
1: That's what I meant. Okay.
0: You know you could do that on your own house. Just get a bit turf.
1: No, I want real grass on there.
0: Okay, fine.
1: So, yeah, but it wants to be somewhere remote. You know, like Norway. Is this a first state, Josh? Well, you didn't tell me that it's got to be realistic.
0: Okay. No, let's go fantasy. Right, go on then.
1: But it's not fantasy. Yeah,
0: but... Okay. Norway exists. So if we were go, so hypothetically, we met, we went, you, it was like first date, right? Yeah. And what, you would propose going to Norway? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, where are we going? What in a it? house
1: that looks like a Teletubbies in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Cool. And there's a stream there, cold. I can do my plunging in it in yeah. the morning without making ice. But but it's it's it's, it's like, why mean is, it, it need, it's somewhere quiet away from everything
0: yeah you sound really seedy um so <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's the
0: worst date you've ever been on josh
1: see i don't really know because i don't really like i don't feel like i've ever really been on many dates. okay what's your worst experience with a girl <laughs> just like to be honest with you there's part i'm needing to kind of think about certain things and whether i can say them um worst experience oh so there was a girl that i was seeing once i of like i'd only been seeing her a little while and i thought she was amazing mm. um and then literally a proper innocuous argument in the car mm. like a disagreement that wasn't even that bad and she started trying to gouge my eyes out what she was like scr- like scratching my face you know like with a <gasps> claw with a spoon All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> with she's a McFlurry gone.
0: spoon Just <laughs> so thinking what would be what would be to hand in the car so she was proper clawing your eyes out
1: yeah I had to stop the car and get out it was her car but I was driving it shit yeah
0: yeah I'll take in that
1: them there
0: oh, oh there, no gave a few ha- more chances I was going to say how long did you date it for
1: <laughs> but it happened again a couple of times and then I thought mm-hmm. probably should get out of this now which was a shame because I was 17 and she had a car
0: fuck next <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's, that's how my life worked then
0: what's the best date you've ever been on
1: i'd have to say my wife wouldn't i
0: yeah i think there's only been one person who said a date that wasn't with their current partner and that's because they they've got an open relationship well oh, no wow. sorry not an open relationship i've got the language wrong they are ethically non-monogamous
1: what does that mean I've got no
0: relationship, No, it means so. Ethical non-monogamy is when you have a partner, um, but then you can date other people. But it's not like polyamory where you can all sort of live together communi- You just have one relationship, and then you can go off and explore for a bit if you want.
1: Wow. Uh, no, I can do that. Me and my wife went to Rome on about the third date. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Norway's making more sense now.
1: Yeah, and then I, and, and and I still but we was at the what's the fountain called?
0: The
1: Traviata. is it Trafelli?
0: Treviante. I should do like this. That.
1: Uh, and I still bumped into someone I know. What? Yeah.
0: Who? Ex girlfriend. Uh, a
1: lad that I used to play football with. Rambo. Was he doing there?
0: Did you go on a double date with Rambo and his missus? What
1: are you there? No. Didn't I have no. a little.
0: Uh, tic- I like saw and him savage? and then
1: was like, oh, we've got a table booked. <laughs> which like I, I do all that kind of stuff to get away from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always bump into people. Wherever yeah. we go. Really? Oh, it just my head in. I hate bumping into people I know. <laughs> That's worse than bumping into people. <laughs> Ones that you've actually got to converse with. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I like busy city- cities. So I like London because hmm. um you kind of if, you can just
0: merge in an and still you're anonymous. Company, so, yeah.
1: It's still anonymous, yeah. So I like that. And everyone's like, oh, you don't even get a hello when you're in London. You don't even say hello to you. And oh, I love it. I love that there's no interaction.
0: Like a pig in shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so, best date was Rome, which was the third date. Worst yeah. date was having your eyes
1: gouged out. Yeah, it wasn't really a date, but it was the early stages. I used yeah. to skip the dating. Fair enough.
0: Um. <laughs> Josh, who's your celebrity crush?
1: My celeb- so it was always, growing up, it was always Jennifer Aniston. Mm. When I was like at school and stuff, it was always Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I try and like think of who it is now and I don't really know celebrities, but I've got no idea what she looks like because I've never seen her. Okay. but uh, And I don't know how to say her name, but it's spelled S-I-A. Sia? Yeah, the singer. Yeah,
0: I can show you what she looks like.
1: All right. Don't <laughs> she, ruin it though, because I like I proper like her music. Um, because she, uh, she she does d- the best song about alcoholism there is.
0: Have you, you know the uh, the garage song, Little Man,
1: Little Man, that one. That <laughs> no, one. Give me a bit more. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I do know it. Yeah,
0: that's Sia. She's been around for years.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew she was quite old. I don't and know I she,
0: uh, she's got the girl that you lost to cocaine is a fucking bop.
1: I always call her Sia. <laughs> so what is it, Sia? Sia, yeah.
0: I always,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the complete Sia. Uh, yeah, I always <laughs> listen to her, that her complete playlist on.
0: She is pretty. She's pretty. Um, I, my her teeth are my favourite thing. She's got like a really big, like one of her bottom front teeth is like really like long and it's like all crossed. For I think it looks sick.
1: But I think everybody started to hate her for something. She was. Got yes, they did for something. Yes, like, I, I don't. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Uh, so she... I didn't read into it purposely in case it made me not like
0: her. Sorry, I'm going to tell you. So she did a film. She misgendered
1: someone, didn't she? I think.
0: Um, that I don't know potentially, but it was. Um, so you know, Maddie something or other, the one that does all the dancing for her videos.
1: I don't, she basically has this video.
0: child that's, um, that was on what's that fucking dance moms that sh- right. show. She pulled her out of that cesspool and then, like, had her in all of her videos, and then she created a film about someone who had autism and did all the music for it and this girl played her and I think I don't know if Sia even had a hand in it but the portrayal of autism by this girl was just not okay. Oh okay. Yeah so I think it was to do with that stuff. But I, I think mean, she also... was like the
1: director or something SIA was. I'm gonna keep calling <laughs> her <them> SIA.
0: <laughs> do you know how you pronounce SZA's name. Who? She is, she sings very <laughs> songs that kind of don't do anything more than that, but everybody loves her. Have you heard the uh, Doja Cat song Kiss Me More? On- he honestly isn't 39 going on 52. <laughs> uh, she's called Scissor, like, like the Rizza.
1: That's
0: where she's got a name from. All right. right. She's on about? <laughs> Uh from a hippity hop band. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: No, I'm with you. Now. Called
0: the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so you fancy SIA, um, even though you've never seen her face.
1: Yeah, just because of her music, particularly yeah. that so there's one called Is It Bleed Me?
0: Oh, God, that's uh, breathe me,
1: breathe me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I'd say, I think it was around 2007. I had that on repeat. Oh. I just used to fucking love a good self there's harm to
1: a, it. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine. There's a the, it, I, so I like uh, songs that help me like mo- emotionally release, and that was. Yeah. I mean, I killed it in the end because I played overplayed it. Yeah, but there's one bit where she says, "Breathe,
0: breathe me."
1: Yeah, and her voice like yeah. breaks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. And then um chandelier. Yeah. With well, that was just me when yeah. I drank. Yeah. But, like, especially when she does it slow on the piano. Mm. And I don't think anybody knew when that came out that it was about drinking.
0: Yeah, every, but this is the thing. I've got I've got a real vivid memory of being in a pub where I worked in and everyone getting absolutely lashed and like singing this song. And then later on, I think it came on when I was in recovery and you know where you kind of go into the matrix and you see everything and hear everything differently yeah and um i was listening to it and i started crying i was like oh my god
1: yeah 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 like massive impact on me her music yeah Uh, She's fab she's what fab oh i thought you said she's fat fuck (laughs) off i thought you said because i hadn't seen her i thought you was just going yeah you love her music she's fat <laughs> oh my god could you imagine um so yeah and like i i, I didn't want to find out why she got cancelled because i i didn't want to cancel her
0: yeah just ignorance is bliss ignorance yeah. is bliss uh josh what red flag should i look out
1: for with you what do you mean? What like what?
0: What's what, wrong with you, mate?
1: Ah, <laughs> my narcissistic tendencies, probably. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I'm not a narcissist, but I'm, I definitely yeah. have narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my survival state, when I go into survival state, it's all about me.
0: Go on, then. Give me some examples.
1: I can't really think of examples, like specific examples of when I'm like it, but I will. I'm exactly the same, by the way. Like if I feel inferior and I'm backed into a corner, (laughs)
0: Josh knows this all too well. I just puff up and get really defensive and throw out like mean one-liners or just get really sassy. And inside I'm weeping and absolutely cacking my pants because I'm just, I feel like I've been found out.
1: And I think a lot of it is like an inability to communicate my emotional needs. Mm. And then they build up and build up and then it's like i I become manipulative not necessarily like in a horrible way but because i can't i can't communicate my needs Mm -hmm. properly i start trying to rather than just say here's what i need Mm. i start trying to like uh lay traps and yeah plant um, little
0: seeds so they'll realize what's really going on and but i think because you and i are both um raging addicts under control now, but you know, but (laughs) we like, we've learned how to manipulate emotion and drugs and lots of things out of people. So we're very fucking good at it. And it is like this thing that you have to learn how to switch off really. I mean, there's certain situations where it's acceptable where everyone's, you know, obviously it's got very, the word manipulation has heavy negative connotations but it is just—it's finding ways to get what you want, essentially,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has negative connotations because essentially it is negative, right? When you when yeah, you kind yeah, of yeah. manipulate somebody, then well, it's, it's
0: dishonest. Nice. That's why.
1: Yeah, but it's not always used by people that are inherently horrible. It's used by people yeah. that can't communicate their needs. So, yeah. like, I'm fully aware of of how I can become that. But then also because of my level of sensitivity, mm. in that I can pick up, like, I know when somebody's tone has changed ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it will, like, cripple me. Even like, over message. Uh, the what? Even over,
0: like, message.
1: Yeah, even yeah, over message. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sense it. But that level of sensitivity means that I can use it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm much, I, I would say I'm much, much better, particularly over the last like a couple of years when I've mm-hmm. really gone in and done uh, the work on that, the, sh- the shadow, right. Mm-hmm. And actually I've done a lot of that emotional re- release and all that. And and all that comes through hardship, really. I think mm. like, you know, you go in them dark moments and then you kind of grow out of it. So I'm much, I would say I'm much better, but that's like my default position because I go back into my childlike state, and children are narcissistic naturally.
0: I've got a question for you. Yeah. So, because I'm kind of getting to like the real core stuff at the moment of like what's going on for me, and it is all I know. We fucking wang around the phrase "inner child," but it, it is real, like inner child stuff. Yeah. I so like for example, last night I couldn't get to sleep till about two, three in the morning because I'd experienced a situation where ultimately it was rejection. It was someone saying no to me, Mm -hmm. but 90% of that interaction was them giving me huge compliments and thanks and apology that they couldn't, it was like a work related thing that they couldn't work with me. And it was some, and it was, I completely understood the reason, but I, my inner stuff just went to, it was just irrational disproportionate reaction and what I don't know and then (laughs) what kept me up was thinking fuck is this me forever like is it that I'm always going to have the same gut reaction to stuff but that I'm going to find tools that calm that down quicker or will they get to a point where that reaction doesn't even really happen very much because I can figure it out does that make sense
1: it does make sense and I think it's a mixture of both. like I think it's a mixture of both if you're like a highly like emotional person
0: mm.
1: right that's experienced a lot of rejection and all that kind of stuff throughout your life for whatever reason right mm. um when you stop abandoning yourself mm. to stop it happening so that's what like we would have always done all, all of our lives which is abandon ourselves so mm-hmm. like I was always funny so nothing
0: yes I mean, it
1: didn't touch me I'd just make a joke of it and all that yeah. kind of stuff when you kind of let go of that stuff mm-hmm. then you are left with that the wounded part of yourself mm-hmm. and so if you think of because trauma comes from the word wound right it comes from yeah, the yeah, yeah. Word, meaning wound so if you think of a wound like a like a flesh wound even mm-hmm. when it does heal the skin Mm. can be a little bit more sensitive but it does it hardens up so it's less uh mm. flexible and that kind of stuff so if you if you think of like emotional scarring as that as that kind of piece will always be there but you will have the tools to deal with it what i've found over the last couple of years is that um it's it's a mixture of both at the moment in that sometimes i'm just able to deal with it and it doesn't have that that impact on me mm. uh but so much probably more of it if i'm honest with you is about awareness so i become aware yeah i mean yeah i'm in that state one of the mistakes that i think society's making by the way is that we've empowered people to understand when they are triggered like that when you do get triggered yeah but then everyone's setting about changing everyone else
0: right and yeah, that's yeah, highly yeah, dysfunctional yeah. right absolutely because,
1: because then what you do is you create the very atmosphere that most of us grew up in which is mm. walking on eggshells right mm. don't you know don't set mm. everyone up. i work in the I do a lot for children of alcoholics and I like a lot of the children of alcoholics don't like one when I talk about triggers mm. because they say people should stop making jokes online about parental drinking and stuff like that because they don't understand mm. the impact that it has on, on like mm. our group of people and they have a right to be triggered and to understand that. But I don't think that the next step is to stop people making those jokes, which essentially oh, in their world are harmless.
0: Absolutely not. Because, you know, I, and I've had this from I've I've spoken about stuff in comedy, but I'll only go to kind of, you know, a lot of it is I'll have a routine and it will be about self-harm or it will be about uh, addiction or whatever. But it's because I've gone through it, I've processed it and there'll always be someone that's offended. But it's like, yeah, but that's what's going on for you at the moment. And if I find myself being triggered or having that disproportionate reaction to something I know full well that that's my responsibility to to get that sorted, because actually you could be walking around and have seen a hundred things that would have triggered a hundred other people. Like it's our responsibility. And I'm not saying that it's our fault that we feel that in the first place. That's different. Like, you know, that's circumstantial. A lot of things happen to us beyond our control, especially in childhood. But once you get older, you need to accept those things and, and work through them for yourself and for others. And I really can't fucking stand the council culture and the this kind of people making a platform for themselves merely on the basis of all the things that they feel they've been dealt a hard, like a, uh, like a tough yeah. hand with. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but what are you beyond that? And there's so much praise being given to people for being pissed off about society not giving them enough and don't get me wrong there's a spectrum and there's a lot of things that are unfair but you know it you've really got to switch your mindset and it's hard like you know I struggle with my mental health and just come out of a really bad year but I've turned a corner and that's because I've kept doing the same stuff and then eventually it pays off but people don't want to put the work in Josh they just want to kind of be protected which I understand because it's really scary
1: yeah And it's, it's the kind of the nuance of it, right? Which is like, if you are triggered, you have every right to be triggered and it makes total sense based on your experience. And like, I would support anybody that feels triggered to help them, you know, to feel supported in that. Yeah. But the next move then can't be to get everybody else to change their behavior because that's dysfunctional. A lot of people that will be triggered by certain things will be triggered because of their childhood experiences. And a lot of those were walking on eggshells they, so that they didn't emotionally upset their parent, right? Yeah. yeah so then yeah. they are inadvertently coming from that same place of wounding and creating. And we've done it on a societal level. We we have a very dysfunctional society that we exist in now because we are reacting to things dysfunctionally. The mental health space, if you want to call it that, mm. I don't even like the term mental health, by the way. I don't like, think we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would I've seen it. that you've... Uh cast it aside oh yeah but because because I don't think it, it I, I don't think it makes sense and, and what we've done if we're not careful mm. is like over medicalized normal normal kind of emotional distress 100% agree with right. you
0: Every, and, and I think in lockdown a lot of people were I'm using quotation marks having mental health issues when actually I think what was really going on is we have a vast spectrum of emotion that we go through up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down every day. But we're usually busy. We've got other sensory things going on. We're easily pulled out of it by other people, by your lunch break, whatever. And that's just the day. But when yeah. you were then confined to your four walls, some people just with themselves, you're so hyper aware of everything that's going on in your head and you start questioning everything. And I remember when the phrase mental health first came out. I had an issue with it but then because it's the only way to kind of it feels like the most common way to communicate for people to understand I've started using it over yeah. the years but I totally understand why so I
1: still from. I still use it like in the work that I do because it's what the one that resonates with people so exactly. like yes when, you know I say I, mean. I work in the kind of mental health space sure but I the way where I've stopped using it mm. Is it and where I think people would benefit from stop using it Mm. is when you're self reflecting. So,
0: yeah,
1: if it's actually, I think it's become a way of escaping how we feel.
0: Yes. If I say
1: I'm struggling with my mental health, Mm. what I'm actually doing, it might be that I'm feeling. I don't know. I might be feeling a sense of guilt for something that I've done. Mm-hmm. I might not be feeling emotionally close to somebody that I want to feel emotionally close to in my life. Yeah. If I say I'm struggling with my mental health, I don't mm-hmm. have to go there. Yeah, yeah. I avoid looking at myself. Yeah. And I'm just struggling with my mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And look, if you take it a step further if you look at like the history of the term coming about, so much of it is driven by big pharma,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And like it takes the power away from us. Yeah. if I'm just got a mental health problem, like if I take my anxiety disorder that I was diagnosed with in my early twenties, mm. if you look at the disordered environment in which my anxiety disorder first originated, and yeah. then it isn't disordered. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. like a great survival mechanism. Mm. I, it's stayed with me for, you know, into my adulthood. Mm. My depression was the same. It was depressed emotions yeah. pushed down into my body. Cause I didn't want to feel them. Now, yeah. if I just go, uh, That's just a, you know, it's just a disorder that I've got an anxiety disorder. Mm. I take all the power away from myself and I go, it's just like this thing that I've caught.
0: Yeah. And And it becomes very much a wall that you can isolate behind because there's there's such a, like the zeitgeist at the moment is oh, someone talks about their mental health, leave them be let them have the self-care, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you do just section yourself off and there's no room for you to interact with your emotions. And that's something that I've been guilty of this past year, maybe 18 months, because basically my addiction manifested into other behaviour that wasn't healthy for me. And because I was just in this fuck I'm not good enough I can't deal with this this is too much I did that isolating behind the mental health wall and like what's got me better is head-on addressing the really really painful stuff and I've got such relief from that and it is it's sometimes there seems to be a trend of people yeah using that and just sort of backing away but yeah, I also. I don't know if it's because that's what people feel comfortable with, that it's like, that's their first step towards, that's the only step they've taken to even admit that something might be going on for them. And it's easy for them to just say, Oh, it's my mental health.
1: Yeah. I I think there's a lot to be said there. Like first, you know, I think we should be compassionate for the people that do, that are using that, right. That kind of escapism, Mm -hmm. but it's it's exactly what me. Yeah. yeah, Well, no, we all do it. We all do it. Yeah. And it's exactly what you said. We, We live on an emotional roller coaster. And the last year, like you said, people's escapism has been taken away from them. Yeah. Right. The problem is, is, is when we say that it's my my mental health, we don't listen to the signals that our body's trying to give us.
0: Yeah.
1: When, like you say, when you become really curious about the ways that you're feeling Mm. and you take the power away from the emotion. Mm. So you go, hang on a minute, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really anxious at the moment. Mm. And then you go into your body and you say, where am I feeling it? Let me get curious. You might have a tightness in your chest. And you say, okay, what's if you close your eyes and you come back to your body? Like mm. your body is always, it's always giving you the answer. It's body always giving you the, the answer. score.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you read the book? I'm reading it now. Finally. Yeah, very, very
1: good book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because your, your body's always, because authenticity at its core, mm. authenticity is talked a lot about at the moment. People say, be mm. your whole self. Like it's sort of lost its meaning. Yeah. But G- Gabor Mate says that it's understanding, knowing what I'm feeling knowing what I need as a result of what I'm feeling Mm. and then being able to communicate that need within my relationships and my activities. What we do, as soon as we feel something, we do we shut down something. Yeah. Mm. And then, so we never listen to our bodies and what we need and ultimately we never get our needs met. And so now you've got this mental health sphere Mm. where everyone thinks that the moment that you feel something that is isn't positive, go get something to make yourself feel positive. Yeah. And then, emotional avoidance Mm. is happening and it's being sold as the, as the solution.
0: Yeah.
1: hundred percent. Everything, you know, even like, even things like meditation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. You can meditate all you want. Mm. Right. Now meditation might lead you to the emotional struggle that you're having, but if you don't do some work around that meditation, then Mm. it's just emotional avoidance. And, you know, I particularly did these things at the beginning of my recovery journey. Right. Mm. I didn't want to look at the ways that I felt. Yeah. So let me just do a million and one meetings every single week. Yeah. 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 Pray hard and loads in the morning and in the evening, help as many other people as I want. Yeah. And I'll do all of that. So I don't have to look at the ways that I feel.
0: Yeah, totally. And totally. that's just,
1: you know, that's just addiction. And I think mm. when you look at like spiritual bypassing and you understand mm. spiritual bypassing and that, that kind of stuff, then you sort of understand. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, by the way. But
0: so, what's the worst shag you've ever had? No, I'm that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a uh, what red flags should I look out for with you? And, oh yeah, uh, bit of a narcissist at times.
1: So you asked me what red flags should be looked for in somebody like me, and I said my narcissistic traits, and then went and then went on, 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 on to talk on about on. myself for about fifteen minutes.
0: No, that was <laughs> that was very beneficial. For all the listeners out there, um, Josh, this is <laughs> this leads on well from your last answer. Uh, what's your best feature? My hair. Have you finally got there? You've had quite the uh, relationship with your hair, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I cut it all off and then I grew it all back. So,
0: how does it look down these days? I think you've got there. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you look like you were five years old then. Holding up your homework that you've done. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Well done. Congratulations. What about your best feature as a person, as a human, or as a Teletubby?
1: My, hang on, let me pick my microphone up. Now I've tied my hair back up. Um, my best feature, my uh, narcissistic tendencies. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. No, I, I would say my... um probably my empathy. Yeah. So, um, when I've got boundaries on it
0: Mm. and it
1: doesn't just destroy me. Um, yeah, that's probably, yeah. Which is, which is funny really, because it's like the opposite to the red flags thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, that's fucking,
1: that's that's what we're like though, isn't it? We've got, yeah, and, and it's only easy to deploy, um, it, in situations where i'm not trying to seek attachment
0: yes i totally totally get what you mean yeah, yeah. when i'm
1: seeking attachment that's when it becomes all about me yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. snap um <laughs> <laughs> so josh you're on death row
1: mm-hmm.
0: who have you killed and why and then what you're gobbling up is your final meal before you are put to death yourself
1: who have I killed and why? I actually thought about this one a little bit yesterday. Um, the human race. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: my last meal would be. Um,
0: Who's going to kill you, though? What? you've wiped everyone out,
1: I'll strap myself in.
0: I love you, given the option. You're <laughs> still going to do it. Yeah, yeah, last piece on it. <laughs> I, I'll just plug it in myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll strap myself in. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, who, who, so I've killed the human race, and yeah. I'm gonna st- strap myself in and kill myself.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and my last meal would be, um, something meat based gammon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gammon, anything on the side of that? Egg, pineapple? Which one are you? Do you have both? Chips? What are you going Mm, for?
1: No, I'm having it with mashed potato, mint sauce and gravy. Yep. Gammon? Yep.
0: Where's that? Is that like a childhood thing?
1: No. Why? What's wrong with it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too much to reel off. Gammon? (laughs) Yeah. I thought, to be fair, I haven't really had much of a relationship with Gammon in my life. I think I had it once Isn't it yes just, not? is it thick bacon yeah, I don't eat pork. why not? um because of what the pork eats, it contains too much like maize and like the fat has a lot of like bad shit in it usually so if you if you were to give me uh, a pig that had been snuffling away on acorns and things like that, and it was pasture raised and if it were bacon, then it would have to be the one that's like nitrate free and sugar free. And then I'd maybe eat it. I mean, it's delicious. Pork's the best one. You get sausages, you get bacon. Gammon. Gammon. <laughs> Anything else? Or just a piece of gammon with the mashed potato? Do you want any starter, dessert?
1: Um, No. No. Right. Perfect. Great. I don't think you'd want to do it on a full stomach.
0: <laughs> I would.
1: I'd almost no. want to
0: make myself go to sleep with food <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I can't do that can because I've got to turn it on myself
0: oh shit yeah okay so for Josh's final meal of his whole entire life he's having a piece of gammon um Josh now what's,
1: you get... what, what's your beef with gammon
0: because it's not beef
1: what so you would have beef
0: no but I thought that the kind of thing that you described is usually what goes with lamb isn't it
1: uh you have mint sauce with lamb yeah mm. Sorry, All there's right. somebody outside my house. I thought it was the postman. Um, no, you can have mint sauce with gammon. Okay. Especially if you're just about to kill yourself and especially if you're just about to strap yourself into an electric chair and kill yourself.
0: All right. I'm no expert on this. I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, Josh, now you're dead, what's your funeral song going to be? Not that there'll be any fucker there.
1: Um, see, my actual funeral song is like one that nobody knows that you'd never have heard of. Um, All right, hipster. And I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Uh, is it not Westlife no obviously I love Westlife yeah Josh fucking loves Westlife I do love Westlife yeah so if I was going to have a Westlife song I don't remember what the song's called without checking but it starts off she's a 5 foot 10 a cat suit and bambi eyes yeah
0: that'd be a funeral song (laughs) also I've never thought of the name west life west life it doesn't match them west life
1: yeah they're irish are not they
0: yeah but west life what even is that
1: well ireland's west isn't it
0: west life
1: irish life it's shit i'm not having this conversation with you
0: i'm sorry uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your top three west life songs
1: well just sung one of them Listen, I love all Westlife. Look, like, Flying Without Wings.
0: Mm, not their song, but yeah.
1: Oh, we're going down that route, are we? We're Sorry.
0: Not... No, 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 no. No, it's fine. Um, what's the, What's your actual funeral song that you can't remember the name of? Do you remember who it's by? It's not I by know. SIA,
1: I remember, is it? I remember how it goes. Go on. I'll, f- I'll uh, try and figure out what it is. It goes. You... <laughs> My body aches, playing the old guitar, sweating out the hate. If I can get to the chorus, this... Uh... Weary Heart. It's called Weary Heart. The Weary Kind, Ryan Bingman. The, the Weary Kind. But uh there's a there's a there's a version. Cover of it. Uh well, I don't know if it's the cover. Is it is or... it
0: what came up on my Google? The Weary Kind, Edel Rise Primary Nursery School. <laughs> <laughs> have they done a, a funky wren dish that you can uh, have?
1: I don't know why it's, but I don't know why it's like um I just imagine it being um who's ryan bingham it's not him my my spotify is not playing not showing any of the oh no it is ryan bingham
0: your favorite song in the whole wide world for your funeral
1: well it's not my favorite song in the whole wide world it's just what i'd have at my funeral are you the just two like, are not the two are mutually exclusive
0: but shouldn't your funeral song be one of your favorite songs of all? all oh, the right time? then down
1: in the tube station at midnight okay cool yeah because you know the beginning of that where it's at the yeah, train station yeah I'd want that just as I was coming in. Are you going to be as, on I come, a as I come as I come around Kengen. the bend? <laughs> as I come around the bend, it'd be like dun, dun 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 a distant echo, faraway voices, and I want everyone to sing it as well.
0: Like yeah, they can have hymn sheets for it.
1: Yeah, Tube Station at Midnight, hundred percent. That is my song.
0: You have slightly fucked yourself in the ass though, because there's going to be no one there.
1: Well, because I killed them all.
0: Yeah. Let's say you're going to keep five people alive.
1: Yeah, that's my my friends then.
0: Note how Josh didn't bring his family into this once. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: I've got four brothers and sisters. Like, how many are we? We'd have to keep a lot alive if I'm getting my family to come.
0: I meant more your children, Josh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They They won't want to be there uh (laughs) good point well made yes well then we need even more space because there's six of them okay cool
0: they can oh just they can be carrying your coffin which is going to be a london train
1: tube train yes it will be a tube train, and my funeral will be at midnight
0: yes and if you choose to save me then can i play you know those whistles that sound like a a train just as you're coming around the corner <laughs> and as you get buried.
1: Yeah, you can do that, yeah.
0: Buried or cremated?
1: Uh, cremated. Why? Um, don't like worms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever had. So, Josh, after our date... Would you say that our platonic love will blossom into romance? Will our shared dating trauma set the scene for a one night stand, or are you simply going to ghost me after discovering way too much information?
1: Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a definite ghoster. I don't just do. I wouldn't just do that after. I do that to everyone in life. Oh, I'm, I think we should. I think ghosting should be okay. Look at my, look at my messages. Look. Okay. For the 195. Listener,
0: 195 <laughs> WhatsApp messages.
1: No, is that, that's is that te- group. That's text messages. That's
0: text messages.
1: Yeah, yeah WhatsApp texts
0: is nowadays.
1: WhatsApp is 33.
0: Are you on loads of WhatsApp groups?
1: Uh, are they no, are mainly of people, hell, surely. It's mainly people. Yeah. Oh no, it is people.
0: What? Well, um, so, people. give give me your <laughs> give me your argument for keeping ghosting alive. Want want.
1: Because I think it's good to be contactable, having a mobile phone so you can get hold of me whenever whenever you want, but that doesn't mean that I'm available whenever you want.
0: That's not ghosting. That's healthy boundaries. So ghosting would be you just never te- talk to me again and you just disappear off the face of
1: the earth. Oh, that's not ghosting. That's healthy boundaries. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I wouldn't ghost. I wouldn't ghost. I wouldn't ghost, not in that way. I'm, 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 I'm joking normally. Josh
0: is trying to think of a way to let me down gently. That's what's going on the whole time he's been talking about ghosting.
1: Look, I'm not a big fan of people, all right? I like to just be on my own. I don't, I don't think I would um, go on a date, <laughs> which is probably probably not the best thing to announce, at, you know, two hours so, into this podcast.
0: So Josh, just to let you know, um, this wasn't really a date. You don't actually have to either sleep with me, never speak to me again, or enter into a monogamous relationship. What's monogamous relationship? Just two people that see each
1: other. Oh, okay. Let's go with that one then.
0: You're going to go for that one? Yeah. So you want to be in a relationship with me forevermore, but with the option to ghost me daily if need be.
1: Yeah. That sounds healthy. If I feel it's needed, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. That's, that's basically my perfect dating scenario as well. <laughs> but also throw in the one night stands. Perfect, great. Uh, Josh, have you had a nice time?
1: I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. There's been a few moments of um, feeling like I'm I'm in a bit deep, but um... really, <laughs> that's how I like to make
0: every man feel.
1: <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. It's been very fun.
0: Good. I'm glad thank you for listening i really appreciate it you can go back and listen to all the old episodes if this is your first time here and please do send it on to anyone that you think would enjoy a little giggle and some insight thanks as ever to the guys at digit music go follow all their amazing work that they do at digit underscore music i'll pop a lovely little picture of josh on instagram and you can go follow him and all of his wisdom and if you want more podcasts from josh go visit 115 miles which he does with his one other friend pass and check out patreon.com forward slash dating my mates for all the extra episodes all right then well i'll see you all nope you'll hear from me in a week's time